Church, Happy New Year to every one of you. It is a new year in the life of the church. We begin a new liturgical year. As you know, we have calendar year from January to December. We have a school year, usually from August. We have also physical year, and many are beginning of years. So for the church, this is a beginning of a new year. With the last Sunday feast of Christ the King, we ended the ordinary time of the year, year B. Today we begin the new year, year C. And like some of you already know, we have three cycles in the church, year A, B, and C. Year A usually is we go through the gospel of St. Matthew. In year B, we go through St. Mark. As you have seen, many of the readings we ended all through last month, coming from the Gospel of Mark. And in year C, beginning today, we're going through the Gospel of Luke. And the Gospel of John is interspersed all through the year of ABC. You see it coming up at various feasts and occasions. And also be mindful, in this time of Advent, you will see how the church uh, arranges the readings so that all the three readings are preparing us towards that Advent coming, towards that coming of the Savior. And so I say to you once again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Everybody. I ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile until the Son of God appears. Amen? Amen. So Advent is about O come Emmanuel. It is about the coming of Christ. From the Latin word advenire, that is to come to, or adventum simply means to come. So we have three comings of Christ. In the penitential service, we have uh, an option to use which summarizes but also prepares us to understand what we do in these four Sundays of Advent. The invocation says, Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. The second one, Lord Jesus, you come in word and sacrament to strengthen us in holiness. And the last one, Lord Jesus, you will come in glory with salvation for your people. So these three invocations summarize the Advent season, the three comings of Christ. Number one, his coming in history, which we celebrate in Christmas or at Christmas, his coming in history or historical coming. The second one, he comes every day in words and sacrament and in the lives every day of our life. That is, he's coming here and now. He's coming in mystery, always hidden. We may not you know, recognize, but if we are fully aware and living in the moment, we see him coming in mystery. And the last one, he's coming in majesty. He's coming in majesty, in glory. We heard the gospel, you know, the apocalyptic nature of Christ's coming 
the definitive coming of Christ, we call the parousia, the second coming of Christ. And so we gather to reflect on how these three comings of Christ prepare us and challenge us to be aware of the sacred season of Advent. You know, Advent is also a penitential season of its own. You remember in Lent, we wear purple, and also in Advent, we wear the same color. A reminder, symbolic, that we are also in a sacred and holy season of renewal, of penance, of prayer, of transforming ourselves. But this penance, or even wearing, is not a hopeless one. Remember in the Gospel of John, chapter 19, when they put the purple cloak on Christ, you know, declaring him to be a king. So the penitential service that we do with the color purple is not one without hope. It is one that we end in sharing in the royalty of Christ himself, who is the king of the universe. So we come to um, remind ourselves, one, he came to gather the nation the prophecy of Jeremiah this morning in today's first reading talks about in those days, in that time, you know, people were in exile, hoping and longing for the Savior, the Messiah, that will come to liberate them from the exile. And now you see the prophecy of hope. I will raise up for you someone like David and wants to hear about the son of man, Christ, the son of David, now he is coming to set his people free. And the New Testament, you know, all through the Old Testament, you hear the prophecy of this hope of the Messiah. And the New Testament authors pick up the same theme of Christ as the fulfillment of that promise, the one who is come to set us free. At Christmas, we celebrate Christ who comes to us as a little child, as a baby, as a vulnerable one, depending on us to feed him, to nourish him, to take care of him. And that has a message for every one of us as he continues to come to us in those who are vulnerable, the sick, the elderly, the marginalized, the refugees, the immigrants, and all kinds of those who are vulnerable. So the sacred season brings in context the living experience of what is gone already in history. Only in the liturgy you see uh, a lively celebration of the past becoming present or being made present as we celebrate them. Secondly, he will come in glory. Very soon we will recite the creed. And in the creed we will say, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Or even in our profession of faith, we say, Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. So the time, or time in our Christian, or in Christianity, time has a definition. The movement of time is towards a culmination when all will be all in Christ. So it is not an endless journey that we engage while we make our program on earth, because we are moving towards somewhere recognizing that Christ as our origin and destiny, the beginning and the end of all. So he will come again in glory. And as people who do not know when we will come in glory, the Advent season 
prepares us to be awake. The reading says, be vigilant, for you do not know the hour. You can imagine if universities and schools do not have uh, a specific time for examinations, you will see students will be always ready, preparing for whenever the examination will come. Or if you do not know when the auditor will come to your company to, you know, to audit your financial or whatever it is, you will always be ready with your paperwork and all documents waiting for him to come. But this longing for the parousia, the second coming of Christ, is one that we do with Christ as our friend. It is not a, a, a wedding that is filled with anxiety. It is a wedding that is filled with uh, a longing, a loving longing for Christ who is coming. And the third one is he comes in mystery, that is he comes in word and sacrament, in all of the sacrament that we celebrate, Christ keeps coming to us in the daily events of our lives, even in the sufferings and pains that we go through, he reveals himself. He comes every day and he awaits that we open our hearts to welcome him. Remember that image of uh, when you see a picture or an icon of Christ knocking at the door that is borrowed in, uh, from the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door, knocking, and if anyone hears and open, I will come in and dine and eat with him. That is his coming in every day of our life, in every day circumstance in our situation, so that we can recognize him in our brothers and sisters as he comes to us, so that Whatsoever we do to anyone, then we recognize that he is coming to us in those who have no one to take care of them. You see in the Gospel of Matthew 25, I was hungry, you gave me to eat. Thirsty, you gave me drink. In prison, you visited me, and all of that. So we see in between the first coming and the second coming, we continue making our journey. And like the disciples going to Emmaus, you read in the Gospel of Luke 24, those disciples going to Emmaus, their eyes were opened when he revealed himself to them. So, but he assured them, I am with you. That becomes a definitive revelation of the Emmanuel, that is God who is with us. From the first coming up until the last one, he stays with us all through our journey, in the Eucharist, in our brothers, in the words that we read every day. So Advent becomes an important liturgical, but also a spiritual season. And we may not fully or deeply appreciate the arrival of the Savior unless we know deeply also and honestly what we need to be saved from. Listen to that song again. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. That is Israel in captivity, longing and crying out. That is a prayer of someone who is captured, someone who is kidnapped, someone who is heard to ransom. And you can understand that uh, a captive in a distant land cannot help himself or herself. And so they cry out, looking for that David, that son of man, that we come to liberate and set them free. That is your cry, that is my cry, that is the cry of all of us 
in our spiritual condition, in our spiritual exile, we are crying out, wishing out to him to come and help us because we are lost. We are in captives. Paul will say uh, in his letter to Romans chapter 3, all of us, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So like this captive Israel, we cry, come and redeem us. The psalm for this morning, we all sang. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. That is a wonderful prayer of cry from Psalm 25. To you, I lift up my soul. And then the psalmist goes on. Lord, make me know your way. Teach me your path. Let me know the way that I should walk. Lead me and guide me. You know, many of us, we use GPS when we are going to places that we do not know. And you hear that robotic voice telling you, turn here, turn, like, uh, turn left, turn right, one mile, this and that. So the robotic voice helps to direct us. Otherwise, we will get lost. We can apply the same analogy in our spiritual life, crying out to Christ, because we are lost in every way to help us, to direct us, and guide us in the proper way that we have to go. So Advent is the time of vigilant waiting, but it is not a hopeless wedding. It is a wedding that helps us to take stock of our life, you know, looking back in the past, where we have been and where we are now and where we are called to be. You can begin the examination of conscience in this time of penance, looking at the seven deadly sins. Think of anger, envy, jealousy, sloth, licentiousness, avarice, all of this. We are all caught up. Addiction, attachment, dysfunction in every way. We pray in this time of Advent for the Emmanuel who is always with us and who comes to us in, at Christmas now and in the future to help us to prepare the room of our hearts. The same enthusiasm that we used to decorate already without waiting for Christmas, but many of us are already decorating uh, homes and everywhere. Of course, you know, it's about uh, commercialization or American capitalism, but that is by the way. But the same excitement we used to decorate to get ourselves ready inward. Otherwise, uh, if we do not really feel in our bones that there is something we need to be saved from, then we will not really feel and appreciate the fruits of Christmas that we are about to celebrate and may that not be the case. So we pray once again in this Mass for the Lord to continue to help us lift up our soul to him. Only in him can our help come. Psalm 121, always we say, I look up to the hill from where shall come my help. My help will only come from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. May this be our prayer always through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.